Well, good morning, Calvary Church. We're kind of in the middle of an in-between stage of the year. Christmas has come and gone, but we haven't yet gone to New Year's. And so we're kind of in that middle where it's okay to have your tree up and the lights up and still listen to Christmas music, but you're still kind of looking forward to the year ending and a new year beginning. And so today we're going to learn about a letter that a man named Peter wrote. But before we get to Peter's letter, I just want to pause for a moment and talk to all of our kids out there, all the different uh, people who are part of Calvary Kids, and I just want to talk about, how was your Christmas? Did you have a great Christmas? I was wondering, did you get a specific gift or a specific present that you liked the most? What was it? You know, I got a pretty cool gift for Christmas this year. I got a game called Throw, Throw, Burrito. Okay, here's what it is. It's like a mix of a card game and dodgeball, except you're throwing these foam burritos at people. Now, the reality is, is I didn't get Throw, Throw, Burrito because I actually already own the game. I got Throw, Throw, Burrito Extreme. And in this version, the burritos are three feet Hi. It's like the people who created this game thought about what would bring Carlos joy? And they put it in a box and they made it just for me. And so that's what I got. I hope that you had a good Christmas. But again, Christmas isn't just about the gifts we receive or the presents we receive, right? No, Christmas is about the one gift, the special gift, the gift that God gave us in his son. And when we think about Christmas, we think about different words. We think about uh, different sayings or different people or characters. We think about wise men. Maybe we think about shepherds or angels or different words. Maybe we think about joy or king, as we learned in our Christmas services of Jesus being the king of kings. Maybe we think of the word peace. Now, Peace, that's, that's an interesting word. You know, we're coming towards the end of this year. 2020. And as we come to the end of this year, I'm not sure that peace would be a word that I would use to describe this year. In fact, I probably would pick a lot of other words before I pick peace to describe this year. You know, there was a study that was done back in October by the American Psychiatrics Association. They did a survey, and what their survey told us was that 62% of Americans have said that their anxiety has increased. 62% in the year 2020. Previously, the average would have been about 32%. That's a humongous increase in our culture, in our country, in our community of people who are anxious. What do we do with that anxiety? What do we do when we are anxious? Well, if you have a Bible, you can turn to the book of 1 Peter. We're going to be looking at chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible, let us know. We'd love for you to have one. We'd love to give one to you as a gift. We believe that the Bible is filled with life-changing truth, so just let us know. But we're going to be looking at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
Before we jump into looking at this verse, I think we need to kind of give a little bit of context, give a little bit of background information for a little bit. Who is Peter writing to? Peter is writing to a group of persecuted people. He's writing to a church that is suffering. They have lost their homes. They have lost their family at times. They've lost their friends. They've been scattered. They're a group of exiles. Everything that they thought was going to happen in their life that was good actually turned and went the other direction. Peter is writing to a group of people who have the right in our human minds to be anxious. And what does Peter tell them to do? Peter tells them to cast all of their anxiety on God because he cares for you. One of the things that we need to understand is that this is a command that Peter gives. And the command comes with an assumption. Peter doesn't write the verse and say, if you happen by chance to be anxious, or if somehow there is anxiety that happens, no, he says, cast your anxiety. There is an understanding that anxiety exists in the church that he's writing to. And the reason I think that we need to point that out is that there are times that we in our culture seem to try to hide that any of us are anxious. And that especially happens in the church. But anxiety exists. Anxiety happens. Life happens. Sometimes there are circumstances in our life that just cause us to tend to worry. But the question is, what do we do with that anxiety? Who owns that anxiety? Who owns those worries? I'm a, I'm a bit of a collector in some things. In fact, I probably have some issues I need to kind of confess to you guys. So I have two pictures I want to show you. The first one, well... Take a look at this picture. This picture is of all of the Converse sneakers that I own. It, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. I understand. It, it's, it's kind of concerning, especially for all of the Marie Kondo zealots out there. I can feel your judging from here. But my only response to you is, if you thought that was bad, take a look at this picture. I definitely have a hat problem. I collect things. You know what was one of the things that I used to collect I don't do so much as more. I used to collect worry. Here's what I mean by that. You know, I used to struggle a little bit more with anxiety. In fact, I would worry about the fact that I was worried. But what happens when I would get anxious is that I would, I would hold on to those anxious thoughts. And, and it was easier for me to kind of just grip onto them tighter. But when I start holding on to them, my mind begins to start adding to them. And it begins to add layer upon layer of anxious thoughts. And so by the time I'm done, what started out as just one anxious thought now becomes this huge collection that I'm holding on to. The truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to my anxiety, I have to stop collecting and start casting. I need to stop collecting and start casting. You see, what we learn from the word that Peter is using on cast your anxiety on him is that this means that it takes a distinctive effort. There's a choice that has to be made. There's a deliberate choice that we have to make and a decision we have to make. Who will own our anxiety? Will it be me or will it be God? In order to do that, though, in order to kind of make the choice to cast my anxiety to God, I need to pay attention to that second part of the verse. 
I have to understand the truth of that second part. And the second part says this, he cares for me. He cares for me. This is a radical concept. This is something that we kind of hear in church. And if you grew up in the church or you grew up in a, in a church culture, your ears may get desensitized to how powerful and profound that statement is. But in the culture that this church existed in, that concept of a God who cares for his people was very foreign. You see, outside of the Judeo-Christian religion, the religions around it were all about awakening the gods. When there was a plight that the people were facing, they had to awaken the gods and somehow convince them that their plight was worthy of notice. Peter says the exact opposite. Peter starts with the foundation that God cares, that God cares for you. You bring your anxiety to God because he cares for you. It's not the opposite which was being told by the other religions. And the other religions is, God will care for you because you brought this to him. It's the opposite. We start with God. We start with the foundation that he cares. We cast on bur our burdens on God, our anxiety, because he cares for us. The God of the universe, this great almighty God, the all-powerful creator, the God who is bigger than we can uh, fathom, the God who is more amazing than we can even think of. This God thinks that we are worth caring about. This verse that Peter writes actually echoes one of the Psalms, and many commentators actually look at Peter's verse, and they feel that one of the Psalms influenced his letter, and that Psalm is in chapter 55. Psalm 55, 22 says this, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. God will sustain you. God will sustain you. That thing that you're worried about, that thing that you're anxious about, God will sustain you. That fear of getting sick, that fear of not being able to pay the bills, God will sustain you. That work problem, that health problem, that spouse problem, that child problem, God will sustain you. He will sustain you because he cares. Because he cares about you. So what does Peter tell us to do? He tells us to cast our cares upon God, because God cares for you. But again, remember who Peter is writing to. He's writing to a group of people, a group of people who are suffering, a group of people who have experienced a lot of anguish, a group of people who have experienced a lot of heartbreak, a group of people who have a lot of reasons to be anxious. But this command of casting your anxiety upon God comes within the context of a much bigger picture. Let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, 
that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Be humble. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith, and God himself will restore. We are promised that there will be problems, that there will be sufferings, that there is a very real enemy who is looking to destroy us. Be humble. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith, and God himself will restore. In this world, you will have trouble. Be humble. Be alert. Stand firm in the faith, and God himself will restore. There will be moments of anxiety. Be humble. Stay alert. Stand firm in the faith, and God himself will restore. The word that Peter uses for restore in this verse is very interesting. The word actually is used to describe the mending of a fractured bone. And I don't know if you've ever had a broken bone, but one of the things that you need to know about broken bones is that when you break a bone and it is mended and it is restored, it actually ends up being stronger. You cannot break the bone where it was already broken. What results after a break is something that is stronger. You see, there will be times in our life when our life will break us in order for God to make us. You see, there will be times when life will break us in order to provide the opportunity for God to make us. There's an ancient Japanese practice called kintsugi. Kintsugi. And what happens is, is that pottery is taken, whether it's a bowl or, or a cup or any other kind of pottery, and it's broken. And it's broken over and over again, and then it's mended with this mixture of powder, gold, and, and plaster, something like that. But what results as the, as the, uh, as the result of this process is a piece that now has become this beautiful piece of art, but not only is it a beautiful piece of art, it's stronger than when it first started. It's stronger than the original piece. Peter doesn't just flippantly ask a group of people to cast their anxieties on God. He understands that they will go through suffering, that the church will go through pain. He's not promising something like, you'll never have any hardships in your life. You'll always be happy. No, he is talking to a group that is going through suffering, and he is telling them that sometimes life will break us in order for there to be an opportunity for God to make us. And the result is something beautiful that reflects the image of God. And the result is something stronger than what had first started. Up in Quakertown, there are times when we will 
have the message simulcast from Souderton. So we watch it on a big screen. And then there are times when we will have the message live. We kind of rotate back and forth between live and simulcast. Well, one of the Sundays where we had live preaching, Chad preached up there and he started to talk about negative thoughts. And he started to talk about this principle of catch it, check it, change it. Catch it, check it, change it. I thought about that and I thought when it came to this concept, when it came to anxiety, what we maybe need to do is change that up a little bit and say, catch it, check it, cast it. Catch it, check it, cast it. When that anxious thought happens, recognize what is going on and catch it. Catch it. Check it. Check what truth is through the Bible. Check the truth is through what God's word is. This thought, is it in line with the truth that I read here? And if it's not, then you take it and you just cast it. And you don't just throw it away. You know, it's not like we just take it, we take anxiety, we're just going to throw it away. We're going to throw it away. That's not what we're talking about. We're going to cast it at the feet of the almighty God, the king of kings, the one who can control every situation, the all-powerful God. That's who we cast it to. Why? Because he cares for you. Catch it. Check it. Cast it. Remind yourself of the truth. Remind yourself of what is promised in the Bible. In the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, we read this. Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to those he loves. He's speaking to those he's going to send out on mission. And he says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus is telling them, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trouble. There's going to be hardship. There's going to be heartache. But take heart. In me, you will have peace because I have overcome the world. All authority, all power, Jesus is proclaiming that he has overcome the world. And if we were to go to Matthew where he is even more deliberate in proclaiming his power, we will see something astounding in Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 20. Jesus gives a command to go and make disciples. He tells them to teach others to obey what he has commanded them. And then he says this, at the very, la- the very last words of the book of Matthew, he says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We will have trouble in our life. But we will not be alone. You will have moments of anxiety in your life. But what Jesus has promised is, For those who have chosen to follow him, they will not be alone. You will experience difficult times. You will experience moments where you are tending to want to worry. Catch it. Catch those anxious thoughts. Check it. 
against the truth of the Bible, where Jesus says that he will be with us always. And then cast them away. Cast them to the God who cares for you and will never leave you. Let's pray. Lord, the reality is, based on the information we talked about earlier with this survey, there are more than likely many people who are watching today who have anxiety. Something is bothering them today. Something is bringing anxious thoughts. I ask you that you would help them right now to not collect their anxious thoughts, but to cast it towards you. That the reality of your love and the reality of you caring for them will be so clear today. That those who are in a season of anxiety, those who are in a season of just worrying, will be able to turn it over to you and cling to your promise that you will always be there, that you will always be with us. Bless them. Be with them throughout this day. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.